Hi there, I'm Jeff Dixon, that's Mufasa. We are here um, to give you an extra cookie, which is a part of our Animal Cracker series that's happening uh, here at the church at 434. And so hopefully, if you're watching this, you've already watched the Bible study or been a part of the Bible study as it took place live called Bear Traffic Controller out of 2 Kings chapter 2. It's a story of Elisha, and in each one of the uh, studies in this series, we're looking at um, something that God did um, with animals that somehow teach us lessons about Him, about ourselves, and about the world around us. And so this is uh, no exception. What I want to dig into in this extra cookie is something that was mentioned in the uh, study, but also not kind of blown out and expanded upon. It all takes place in 2 Kings 2, as I said, and, and there are certain verses in the Bible that no matter what happens, um, people want to pull them out and pick them apart. Uh, if you go back and read the story of Ehud and, um, or about the naked guy in the book of Mark, I mean, basically anything that involves nudity or weird violence, people want to talk about those verses and want to know what, that, what is that all about and what does it mean. So let me give you the context of the passage we were talking about. Um, Elijah, the prophet, has been taken up into heaven, leaving his successor, Elisha, um, to pick up the mantle and go. And almost immediately, he begins to establish his credentials, and then he heads off to Bethel. And that's when things get a little bit strange, at least in the context of this passage. He's faced with a group of kids who mock his bald head. Now, granted, that's not polite behavior. So Elisha calls down a curse on his tormentors, and then two bears charge out of the woods and maul 42 of them. That's what we were talking about in the study. End of story, Elisha heads off to Mount Carmel, the site of his mentor's greatest victory, and the kids probably think twice before insulting someone with no hair again. But that's really not what's going on in the story. I think the reason that people get fascinated with this is because of the King James Version of Scripture which describes those mocking Elisha as little children. And when you translate it that way, this sounds a lot less biblical and more like Hunger Games. Um, but that's where the problem starts, the translation problem. Where King James will talk about little children, the Hebrew actually translates to youth. And throughout the Bible, the same word refers to young men old enough to go to war. So they probably weren't little children at all. Meanwhile, Elisha probably wasn't much older than they were. Because if you go back and read the whole context of his story, he was working for his father when Elijah appointed him to be his successor. And his ministry was going to last nearly 60 years. So that doesn't really mean that there were a bunch of school kids mocking an old man. And then the story takes on a different tone when they yell at Elisha, go on up, you bald head, go on up, you bald head. And we tend to focus on the bald head because, well, let's face it, it's funny to see that in the Bible. But that's what they say. But the real focus of that whole passage needs to be on the phrase, go on up. Um, the incident takes place not long after Elijah was taken up to heaven at Bethel. In other words, this youth gang, if you will, is telling Elisha to follow his mentor and get out of here. It's not really an insult that's named at Elisha's, or aimed at Elisha's haircut or lack of one. It's really a comment that's aimed at his status as a prophet. They're not rejecting Elisha. They're actually rejecting God himself. And they know exactly what they're doing. 
Now, it's not surprising, Bethel at that time was the center of golden calf worship. Uh, it was established in the city um, generations earlier by a king who was just fascinated with idols. Um, and so you don't expect this to be a place that is going to be welcoming of a prophet of God, and they're not. And so this aggressive gang comes out, and there's a lot of intimidation that's going on here. And after all, think about the real deal here in this passage. There are 42 people, 42 gang members that walk out to confront the one prophet of God. It is a nasty confrontation. The odds are not for or in favor of Elisha. And although it's not written, there is a subtext here that when they come out that aggressively, this could lead to a very violent confrontation between the 42 against one. And after the verbal confrontation takes place, the bears come out of the woods and seem to not only even the odds, but go ahead and decimate those that were insulting God. Um, and so here's a lesson to take away from the story. Maybe this is the, the crux of the extra cookie, if you will. When you read the Bible, context is always vital. And so when you read these verses, it can either make Elisha look like a child mauling lunatic or what you might be reading is that he is miraculously being saved from a mob of young men who want him and God out of their city. Depending on how you read it, you come up with very different conclusions. The reality is this is God providing an escape for his prophet and reminding us how seriously we need to take the word of God and be serious about those that are delivering the Word of God. That's it. That's the extra bonus cookie for this edition of the Animal Cracker series. Uh, next session, there will be another one. Uh, in the previous session, there was one. And so make sure you take a moment, uh, keep looking at the app and find them. Go to the website, touchandchange.net. You can find it there. Uh, and keep studying and keep growing.